0: Welcome to another episode. I'm your host, W-I-Z-E, and I have a very special guest on. He's actually a a, <clears throat> a veteran of the United States Navy, served 10 years, so I really want to thank him for his service. Welcome to the show, Nate Riggs. What's going on, Nate?
1: Awesome. Hey, man. Thanks for that. I appreciate that. Um, you know, I'm really happy to be here. I was... Uh... A little bit, like this morning, I was kind of worried because was feeling a little bit under weather, recovering from too much junk food this weekend, you know. But uh, I cleared up, so here we are. <laughs> I know. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad you <laughs> could make it, man. But
0: so tell yeah. people, tell them a little something about yourself. I know you're an entrepreneur. You served ten years in the in the military. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I was in the United States Navy. I actually was a uh, helicopter crewman did uh, search and rescue, but it was also a multi-role helicopter. So we did anti-submarine warfare. And then, um, probably one of the coolest bits was, uh, being a helicopter door gunner and, and becoming a door gunner instructor. So that's all the cool stuff. But like anything, it was kind of a job that gets monotonous over time. Uh, I'm also in real estate. So last year was my first first full-time year again. And I say again because I actually got my real estate license back when I was like 20 years old. I was going to college for real estate and uh, kind of shelved it to pursue the Navy a little bit as a as a way to grow, as a way to uh, build you know build myself and then turned it, my license back on towards the end um so that was that's kind of where we're at today so
0: real estate so so you so do you help people get real estate or
1: Yeah, so I'm a real estate agent. I actually hang my license with Keller Williams First Coast. It's here in Northeast Florida in the Jacksonville area. So, you know, just helping individuals purchase and sell real estate, representing them all the way from uh, marketing to the getting a contract on the property and then contract to close. And then basically uh, maintaining a relationship even after that. It's a huge part of the job. So So
0: how's the how's the market out in, in Jacksonville?
1: So the market in Jacksonville, it's hot. It's a hot market right now. It's hot most everywhere. Um, we've got such a shortage of inventory. And there's a couple different things that factor into that inventory being homes available to be purchased. Um, at the same time, we've been uh, experiencing extremely low interest rates. And so that keeps the buyer's uh, really in the game, so you get low inventory, but you got a ton of buyers. Basic supply and demand kind of tells you, hey, prices are going to rise. Um, the market is going to be hot. It's going to be fast. And um, you know, as a as a as a real estate agent, we've got to be really on our game if we want to provide quality service for our customers or clients.
0: Like I, I have some friends who I have a, actually a friend of mine. He's a, I did it. she did one of the shows with me, one of my shows. He's a real estate agent in Brooklyn. And but we got into a lot more. We we spoke on manifestation and and goal setting and and things we did to help improve our businesses and help ourselves as entrepreneurs and as as people who really wanted to build build our brand.
1: Yeah, that's huge stuff, and that's a big part of it. We, uh, you know, I I, uh, Nate Riggs Official is what I go by most of the time. Uh, It is me, and then my wife, of course, she does um, the transaction coordinating for me. So it's kind of like a small uh, team with the two of us. And we do, uh, rely heavily on some other agents to help us so that we're, we're kind of finally at a point where like, I'm not working seven days a week, every single week, uh, which is nice. And so we do set big goals. Um, Keller Williams is a great company to be a part of because they're not really so much a real estate company as they are a company that trains you and equips you for starting businesses. They just do it through the avenue of being a real estate agent. But if you want to start anything in the industry, especially if you want to start a window washing company or a you know what I mean, a lawn care company, you literally could just duplicate the same, you know, obviously you'd be giving a different product, but you could duplicate the steps over and over and over again. And that that's a big part of their of what they're after actually from the top down, really kind of equipping you to do that the ability to kind of leave a lasting legacy for your family if i got time to talk you know the biggest reason i'm into this is i've got some beliefs about the middle class and the way we do things you know and growing up we were in a spot where we were eating dinner at the community center you know or find ourselves in a back then you actually had like a food stamp line i think uh, i experienced that a little bit at the time i don't know even know what that is but, you know, as we progress and and dad kind of figured it out, you know, by the time I'm in high school, now we've got a camper and we've got a pool with the hot tub in it and stuff. So, you know what I mean? Obviously, we dad kind of worked really hard and he got to, you know, gain some success. However, I think there's a, a middle class mindset and in my in my guys in the military talk to them about it and I've seen them put it out there and I, I really disagree with it. And the mindset is, OK, I started from nothing. I'm going to raise my children and he equip them to also start from nothing. And so it's like, from the time I left the house, dad's work didn't really provide anything for me to step into. It was up to me to kind of like make my own way. So what, what my wife and I are really focused on and same thing with her family. And I don't want anybody to take it where like, Hey, listen, there are plenty of great jobs out there that maybe don't offer. They're not like a family business or something to hand down, but there should still be some sort of like wealth building or investing or something extra done smartly with finances to where we want to make sure that our children are able to kind of pick up where we left off rather than to start over again. You know what I mean? Start over, build, start over, build, start over, build for generation after generation versus, Hey, three generations later, you know what I mean? There's, uh, they've been continuously growing.
0: No, no, you're absolutely right. That's something we, um, me and my nephew, we, we talk about a lot, discuss on generational wealth and, and showing. That's why we started our business. That's why we, we started the production company, why we launched the radio yeah. station, why are we doing the things we are doing. Because we want our kids to eventually take over and be, become bosses and, and pass and train their kids and, and not really... Listen, I, I've been busting my butt since sixteen. Since I was sixteen years old, years old working for someone else. I, now it's time for me to really focus on my business and and build my wealth and build something for my grandchildren and and then and their children. And and that's something we're not taught. That's something we're really not taught at yet. Especially right. What we're taught is go to school, get an education, go to college, get a degree, get a job, stay at that job 30, 40 years retire that's that's a fairy tale now that's not that's not reality
1: right and and you know uh it's not for everybody uh we've been really successful and I never finished college. I went to college with a real estate track. I found out that I could get licensed through a, a state approved course. So I did the course and then I quit college. And then by the time I got in the Navy, obviously, that was, I wasn't an officer, I was enlisted. And uh, so I didn't need a college degree there. Took a couple classes like here and there because that was one of the benefits. When I got out of the Navy, I was like, okay, I've got this free time. I'm going to get back in class. By this time, we were, we were, getting more and more successful. You know, we'd started our LLCs. I have an accountant that we work with. I'm on my own payroll. We're doing that kind of thing. And here I am sitting in accounting class for like four hours a week with these insanely hard tests. And I, so I realized I'm like, dude, this accounting stuff is for me. I literally have an accountant on that we, as part of our business. I'm going to let him handle it. And I'm going to take, I'm going to go out and do the work that I that I love that produces income or provides a living for our family. And I think that's important too. And I often say I'm like, man, now like I still don't really feel like I have a job. Um, I work really hard and like I said we work a lot of weekends and do a lot of stuff, but I don't feel like I have a job. And I don't know if that kind of makes sense. Oh no, listen, this when I
0: when I go to my job, I'm not happy. I'm not a happy camper. When I do this, which I'm trying to want to try I do I, ha- I have monetized. I've, I've made some money doing this. Um, but th- my ultimate goal is to really do this for a living, not have to go work for someone else. And also, I do other things. Like I said, I started a production company. We're launching a radio station. We have a lot of different things that we, we, we're we doing, and it's it's that mindset that you have to switch from thinking that, oh, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm, you're going to be content at a job and not explore what makes you happy and do what you're happy doing, because there really is opportunities for people to do what they love making a living doing what they truly love
1: yes yes this is true so how did you find the transition like how did you find that your peers treated you when you were looking for something i don't know if the word is bigger or looking for something more or just looking something that was more you you know how did how did you think that people treated you with that well
0: my job i have an easy job I, i get paid to play games i'm a I make a good leave a living as a as a, a casino uh, table games dealer, but okay. it's, it's 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 cool. I mean, I mean, but for me, this is more more entertaining, more more sharing of knowledge and, and sharing of and sharing of stories of people who 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 have, who are regular people who who do regular jobs and who have worked up to do to to build themselves up. Like just like how you're doing, when you served your ten years in the military, you you got your license, and you figured out what you wanted to do. And hopefully, somebody lis- listening yeah. to this can be like, "Hey, man, I'm just like that. That's me. I can I can do that. Let me." So that's that, that's what that's why I enjoy. I love doing this. This is why I really truly do love being a podcaster and being able to talk to people.
1: Yeah. Well, and see, and that makes sense. And those so for for me too, like you know, it was always something I wanted to do. I never really planned on the military being a career. Um, just my history, my story makes that pretty clear, but I being in that, you know, that helicopter crewman group, it was a very tight knit group where if we don't all know each other, we all know each other's names at the very least. Um, you know what I mean? Like nationwide. So it's a tight group. And when you start saying, Hey, I'm going to separate and I'm going to pursue this other thing you have those are your brothers and some of them are your biggest advocates and they support you and then you'll be I was really surprised at the number of people who uh who didn't support you in that they kind of took it personally or any time that you were like even if it was your time even if it was like a weekend and you're like well I'm working this other job they would give you grief for it and I tried to really interpret that and understand is that are they really like taking it personal that I'm leaving and and there's like a a sad or a grief feeling there? Or are these people, the people that really wish that they were able to take the leap of faith as well. And they're just not going to, for whatever reason, whether, you know what I mean? And, uh, finances are huge. And in the military, like a lot of people are in, in debt and you know, that helps military have retention. Uh, as long as you're in debt, it's hard to leave a contracted job. It's hard to walk away from a paycheck. However, if you're a, you know, in control of your finances at any day of the, you know, when it comes time to reenlist, you can say, you know what, I'm not going to, and I'm going to go to school and live off of this and do whatever, you know, and not saying it can't be done, not saying even somebody who has a car payment or a house payment. I mean, I had car payments and house payments and stuff, but I worked double shift. I, I turned my license on 18 months before getting out. And dude, that was like the toughest 18 months. You, you figure I was an instructor and I'm teaching up the new guys and flying every day. And then I'm having to respond to clients and customers and go show homes on the weekends uh, and during the week on some So that was definitely a challenging time, but I say it was well worth it. Even with that, uh, anybody listening who's thinking about making this transition, I turned my, I turned my license back on 18 months before to allow me to have a smooth transition. Even with that, it wasn't a smooth transition. It's still, you know what I mean? It's still like jumping into the cold pond or whatever, you know what I mean? It was not the easiest thing and quitting a job is more difficult than you think. I thought it was like, okay, this is my last day on the contract. I'm just going to walk away. No, no. months before that it's, you got to fill this paper out. You got to do this. You got to transfer these retirement funds into a different account or what, you know what I mean? Um, So it is, it is a challenge um but once you kind of make it through that it's awesome
0: yeah i've been i've been at my job and blessed i've been at my job for the last seven years like i said i I get paid to play games but it's it's eventually i i I plan on doing this full time and plan on on working on my on my production company and and other things yeah and 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 just do the transition over but i had to get started like for year, for, i had been wanting to do podcasts for years and and I, I procrastinated i fear was one of the big reasons like i didn't i was i would think why would someone want to listen to me why would anybody want to yeah entertain me talking on a, on a podcast so i for, from, from for a long time i was really afraid and didn't 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 even attempt it i had the equipment and didn't even use it and when mm. i got furloughed from my job last actually a year ago i had the equipment i was talking to my nephew and just Decided to record and and the rest was history. Now it's been a, a, a almost a year later and it's, it's been awesome. It's been a great trip. Like
1: yeah, people, that's like, awesome. It's kind of a little bit of a silver lining there. Yeah, like
0: it's it's kind of it's you don't want to feel, like you want to feel bad because you know you, you I've I've lost friends and, and a lot, I've lost a lot of people to the because of the pandemic and a lot of other things in within the last year. But for me to really turn that around and, and continue to be positive and continue to be successful and and not let that hinder me it it, i i don't know people i don't know if i should feel bad or should should be it's it's kind of like a big a mix mix emotions
1: okay all right i can see that man it's just like i don't know last year was such a crazy year um we've been wanting to start a podcast and i've got this kind of studio we've been working on i do play um guitar and and I've, i've played in quite a few bands so uh, and now we're, we've got the little ones. We're about to have our third kid. And so your equipment is like just taking a beating in the house. So I framed up, I don't know if you could see there's a garage door, but uh, I'm kind of framed up the garage here to have a place to put my stuff and my amps and my pro audio stuff. It's a, it's against the opposite wall here, but we've got the space too. And obviously I'm on here talking to you and, and my wife and I have been wanting to start you know, kind of our own podcast too, It tell our story because it's uh, kind of a unique story. And time is a big thing too, man. And especially when you do have responsibilities and families, like you go work a full job, and then you come home, and it's like, okay, well, if the kids go to bed at eight, we can go out to the studio and record like once a week. We should be able to do that. And then it's like a month later, you're like, man, we didn't even go out there like one time. Yeah, I run easy out when I'm. That, you
0: have to edit the podcast. You have to actually put it out there. So so that's one of the things that yeah. I'm I'm transitioning to and with my production company is people who wanna actually wanna start podcasts but they just all they want to do is just do the podcast. They don't want to do all the heavy lifting and all the extra work. I'm I'm willing to do that. Yeah. So um, that's, that, um, that's 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 pretty cool. Yeah, that's i I've, a lot of the things I've learned. I've learned by me and my nephew have been grinding, learning ourselves. We've connected with some great people. They've we've gotten some advice from some great people, and and but for the most part, we've really done our done our due diligence and d- done the work ourselves to really take this to where we want to. And, and my numbers have have really been growing within the last few months. So, I'm yeah, I'm excited, man. Yeah. This is just great.
1: That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it takes a lot. Post-production is a lot. We also were doing vlogs. We were kind of trying to grow. Cause you talked about branding earlier. I mean, YouTube, uh, we were act pretty active on YouTube and, and working on our brand there we were doing vlogs. Um, and we did a few and, you know, we had some pretty good success and we brought, kept bringing in. And, um, I gotta say when, when you're in real estate and you're doing business, it's kind of hard to quantify, Uh, It's not like somebody messages you and is like, I saw your vlog and I need you to come sell my house like that. That rarely, hardly ever happens. But I think what does happen is you're able to, when you do that, that vlog, a lot of it was family and that's what people are interested in. But the business was kind of the salt, like the seasoning sprinkled on top. So they see me getting ready for work, going to work, kind of hanging out with the guys at work, maybe go on an appointment or I'm, I'm like, you check out this house, you got to see it. And I'm able to share that. But then I'm at home, I'm at the pool, I'm out on the boat with the family doing, you know, stuff everybody wants to see. And I didn't, So what did I do? Like I didn't cold call anybody. I didn't like have to go knock on a door. I just had to broadcast that out there, share it to my Facebook. You know what I mean? It's easy to grow your your Facebook following and now you share your vlog and you can track your views. And before too long, somebody's messaging you on Facebook, hey man, like, you know, I see you're crushing it. See you're doing this stuff. Can you come over and have an appointment with me? Like we're we're moving or whatever it is. And you know, I'm always, it took me a while to remember, Hey, how did you hear about me? What made you call me? And now more, you know, it's people, it's being on Facebook and Instagram and and YouTube consistent, you know what I mean? Posting to the stories, whether it's funny stuff, it doesn't have to just be like real estate, real estate, real estate down your throat. And I'm, I think if I do that, you'll lose people too, um, because it'll be turned off to it. But if you're sharing your life and you're, everybody wants to see your successes and your, and your, uh, losses and your fails too, right. And you're being as real as you can. I think in a world where there's so much, you know, there's so much data out there and there's so much, um, highlight reel like Instagram, like the highlight reel of your life. And and I think people, they still when they want to hire you for your services, they still want to be able to trust you. So they still want to see the honest you and feel like they know you. And so if you're able to break through that world of like the highlight reel, and, and make people feel comfortable that they know you and they can trust you. And then when you go on that appointment, and you follow it up with like, confirming yes, this is the real me. What you see is what you get. You know what I mean? You're gonna be successful.
0: You're absolutely right. It's, that's one of the things that I, I feel that um draw people to me and my nephew and, and to what we do uh, when we do our, our our YouTube as well, is that we're we're our authentic selves. We don't try to portray ourselves as as being better or we're trying to we just honestly true, truly just act out as as we normally do. We just we just have fun, we talk, we and people enjoy that. People enjoy the the realness of yeah guys, people, guys just talking and being honest and, and just, just trying to put out some positive content and having some good time while we do it.
1: Yeah, man. And I can appreciate that. And I think that's like, so important now more than ever, where you're just like inundated and you're, and not only inundated, but you're literally told by big corporations and companies what is this is real and this isn't real. And it's like, well, who's this big company to decide that this is real or not like, you know what I mean? And I think of most people, like I live in a neighborhood, for instance, we we go on walks we go to the there's a community pool and uh generally like if I'm if I can't get my motor to start I can put out the word and I'll have three or four guys come over and hang out while we're working on it whatever you know and it's real chill and we've gotten to know a lot of people it's quiet in the evenings you know sometimes there's little kids riding their dirt bikes around or whatever but that don't bother me now and I'm like good they're in the neighborhood that's cool if you go on the facebook page the private facebook page for the neighborhood you might get all kinds of drama like I'm going to shoot your kid if they come in the pond by my backyard again. Like, and you're like, really? First of all, you're really going to do that? Second, like, chill out. There are kids fishing at the neighborhood pond. That's an easement. I know the easement isn't for kids to, like, fish, but, like, did they ruin your easement? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, That's why one of the reasons I, I do podcasts and I try to just
0: have positive content on it is to outweigh all the, the, the next. Like one of the things I I started doing, now, like I first, I started posting positive quotes on Facebook. That was one of my things. So recently, I just started reading them and and putting on putting out a little video of me reading the reading the quotes, and and I just started releasing it all on YouTube, and, and 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 people are enjoying it. The numbers are are, are going up and down, and. But it's something. Yeah. I, it's just something I just wanted. I wanted to transition. from. It's something that people, even at work, people are like. Oh man, you didn't post a quote today. Like, oh, you didn't put this up. Yeah. I always look forward to reading one of your quotes. And so I just trans. I just wanted to to transition to also doing
1: a little read that out in a little video and and they and you. You probably have a lot of what I call uh, and maybe everybody calls them this. I don't know. I don't uh, get too humble, but silent watchers. Uh, I, maybe I'll post uh, you know, if I have open house or this or that going on and some people are like, well, your engagement's low. Like you don't have a lot of likes or you don't have a lot of comments. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm consistent with sharing. And then guess what happens every single week, every single month, you know what I mean? Somebody messages me on Instagram and says, Hey, I need you to come over. Did that person comment on any of my posts? Probably not. Did they like any of my pictures? Rarely, but did were they silently scrolling and watching and, and consuming the information? Yeah, they were. And, um, you know, I think if you're just consistent on, like you said, like th- some of those people and they may or they may not have, but the people at work, there, like, we like your stuff. We didn't see it today. Like people will be sure to like you, the people who don't comment and like will be the first people to tell you, like when you miss a day, cause they've been watching and that, you know what I mean though? Uh, sometimes maybe you should feel like you should do that as a test to figure it out because they give themselves away <laughs> that they're on your space. You know what I mean? No, but for, for the most
0: part, a lot of like when I started my podcast, I've, I've I had guys that like would com- come to me like, yo, keep doing it. You have this. it sounds good. Keep going, keep going. And it's, and it's, 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 I enjoy that. I've actually had more support. Like you would think your family would be the most people to like support you or your real close friends friends and you'd be amazed at who truly does support you like you you'd be like yeah wow you, you enjoying what I'm doing like okay cool
1: I can I can see that too you know I I was like the king of like energy back in the day if I ate better I probably would still have the same energy but anyway um king of energy and you know I still pride myself on that even a little bit but what I found out was not just like the energy to like be awake and go 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 but Also, I had the ability to shift the energy in the room, the overall, like, was it a leaning negative or leaning more positive? Like, and I I really had the ability to shape that and I didn't really know at first, but, um, what happened was I used to do these things that everybody called the rigs rants. And if you listen to Wally, you may have heard me, I think we talked about them briefly on there, but you know, I would come in a room and somebody could throw out something about politics or about the boss or about, you know what I mean? Something that was happening local and it could just like fire, you know, I could get really fired up and people loved it and they liked it. But then once it got named a rigs rant to me, like rants were inherently kind of like negative. And so it took somebody putting a name on on that personality trait on that ability for me to like actually self-reflect on it and realize oh man so i kind of stopped doing them and then people were asking for those and i kind of was like you know like if i'm going to change the energy in the room i want to change it for a positive way not a negative way i want to be able to you, contribute to it not it not contribute to it in a way that gets people fired up but c- contribute to it in a way that motivates people or excites them um so I really did that. So by the time I was like an instructor, I was like, probably one, probably one of the most chill instructors. Cause I was just, was like, you know, there's no, by that point I learned there's no reason to get fired up. Some of these guys get really fired up. Um, Empathy is another thing, not necessarily sympathy. Um, You know, I don't, I'm not sure that I give people too many chances, but empathy, I can definitely at least understand like, Hey man, this person's acting this way because this, 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 or their home life was this. Like, how do you not Can you, can you think about that? Can you see that? And when we had a lot of students, I remember that I had some of the instructors, some of the guys I grew up with the whole time, um, who were little hellions of their own. By the time they were instructors, they would just hate guys just to hate, oh, that guy, we should get rid of him, drop him for the pros. And I'm like, this guy that you hate actually probably has the potential to be one of the best guys. If you would pour into him rather than confront him an actual leader and instructor versus just somebody who's on the backside of a grade card. You know what I mean? And so I've tried to kind of apply that to everything that I do. And I think part of that is uh, going back to even real estate back into the business. I mean, maybe, maybe part of that is what helps us be good at negotiating and thoughts. Cause we're able to like, Hey, what is the real pain? What is the real need? You know, everybody on the surface, they share kind of their thoughts and where they are, but sometimes you got to get you know, ask a few questions, get kind of deep to get them to really open up, get vulnerable and say, Hey, you know, uh, this is what we need. You know, it could be something like, we need a fence. We have to have. Well, why, you know, that's very general. Why do you need a fence? Well, we have a dog. Well, does your dog like, well, our dog runs away and it's our most beloved member of the family. So we, Oh, okay. So now we found out how important that fence is. It's not just like a piece of plastic in the yard, you know? And so being able to kind of really, Meet people where they at is so important in in anything. Whether you're doing these shows or whether I'm uh, whether I'm selling real estate, you know, I don't know any business industry. No, yeah, no,
0: yeah, yeah absolutely. No, I definitely agree with you, man. It's and it's it's funny because I I didn't envision me transitioning into this and doing and doing and doing the things that I'm doing, and but it's like it was a snowball effect. It was like I started podcasting, I started being more creative. Started doing more. I started doing videos. I started doing, and it just transitioned into me really the finding that this. I, I, want to entertain people, but I want to do it in a fashion that it's positive and and they're having a good yeah. time and they're learning at the same time. Uh, it's to me, it's being able to teach and help people grow and and me and myself grow as well. Like I, I've met people yeah. that that have helped me learn things, tricks and and things that I've added to to my repertoire. And that's what it's all about. It's about self-development growth. And at the same time, if you can share some knowledge with someone.
1: Yeah. So, and organically, I think you're talking about kind of like organic growth. There's no like get rich quick scheme or no, no, like, Hey, I hired this company out to do, to do my social media, to get me huge followers and likes and engagement. Like for one, there's high overhead with that. And for two, it's not organic. So the second you step away from it, everything has falls where like, our real estate business has been 100% organic. We run ads and stuff, but those ads are truly for like people pay us to market their property. So we're running ads on the property, not necessarily me. I know we get leads from those. A lot of times they're top of funnel leads, but where we get our business our like bread and butter has been kind of our sphere and the people we know. And and it's been 100% organic. Just get on there, share what's going on and genuinely caring about people. Um, I think when you're a salesperson, there's old school sales and then there's all kinds of new school ideas. And then there's, there's people who pretend like they care. And then there's people who genuinely care. Like to be honest, like I really genuinely care, um, about people. I mean, for one, in the military, I know how things are and I know how people are financially. So it started there and it was with my boys, with my, with the brotherhood, with the guys, like, hey, you have this much money in the bank, or hey, you're spending this much on rent. Like, let's let me show you the numbers and show you how like if you're buying real estate smartly and your money's gonna grow and that thing we talked about at the beginning, that that wealth building, that legacy building will be more than that. Cause you can do a you can do a, a full career in the military, and then you can retire at 20 years, but it's not really enough money to live off of. And then most of those guys go contractor for another 20 years. So they work 40 years and then they retire and they do, they have big RVs and they have big houses and stuff, but they still are essentially paycheck to paycheck. They're just locked into a paycheck for the rest of their life. So that could be retirement. And some of them are a little bit wiser. Some of them are over 20 years are purchasing 10, 15 homes. And so now, when they retire at 20 years, they don't have to do that second 20 because those homes are generating that passive income or real estate. Um, that's a thing of mine. When you're when you're at boot camp, the Navy Federal Credit Union comes to boot camp and hands out credit cards, but nobody sits down to talk about how to use a VA loan or how to put a down payment down. And all of us, I mean, I got in trouble myself. Like you know, driving a at. 27 years old, driving a brand new, like $42,000 charger or, you know what I mean? With all the bells and like, why? What a waste. I could have taken that money and bought an investment property. I could be in a position where at 10 years in the Navy, I owned 10 homes and I was stepping away, but I didn't because nobody taught us that. So when I saw those students, when I, every time I flew with those students, like, Hey, let's get through this grade card. And then like, Hey man, I want to talk to you about, like your finances. Like I'm not only your instructor, but I want to be your advocate. And, and these podcasts are a great way for me. I'm not in there every day. I'm not seeing the guys every day, but I still am a part of the community. And I still try to like go, you know what I mean? I call the guys regularly. Hey, how's how's your life going? And so I think these podcasts are a great gateway for me to be able to kind of share that same message. Like, Hey, like let's get you in a place where like, you're financially stable. And then if you love your job so much and you want to stay in the military, even better, because now you can stay cash in on those retirement benefits, plus the ones you built yourself and really just enjoy life and enjoy freedom. Um, And so I really try to, that's my big thing. And that's not just military. I guess that's young young, uh, men and women getting out of college, getting their job or not even going. Maybe it's not college. Maybe it's a welding school or maybe, you know, whatever how when you um when the, the the credit union came by
0: the thing they came with credit yeah. cards well when you go to college that's what they're coming they come when, when you when you're a freshman in college and you're at freshman orientation there's there's there's, there's they lined up to give you their credit cards and and they're crazy yeah and and you're like you're not generating any you're not generating no income you're going to school you're not really generating. but they're giving you these this credit card so here yes here you go. Someone who, who doesn't know who doesn't know how to f- spend and doesn't know how to to budget their themselves. Yeah. Here you go. Here's, here's this credit card, and and yeah, it, it, it's uh, and it's not taught. Like you said, we're not taught any of that. We're not taught about finances.
1: We're not taught about how to budget. We're not. We're bound. We're bound to the debt instead. And you know, I know there's all different kinds of viewpoints and opinions and beliefs about who's behind, you know it, but it's in mean, whatever it, to me it's a big spider web it's not i can't look at history i can't look at time i can't look at one group one party one organization and say this organization is doing this one thing and that's what's causing no, you know at this yeah, point in time it's it's a so it's so many different of, it's so
0: many different places and so many it, it's yeah. just now the fact yeah. that now the fact is even it's just the fact that now like like you said the middle class like to me the middle class is disappearing It's like you yeah. know, have yeah, the, the upper echelon of people who, who are making all this money and, and, and have all these, these benefits yeah. and all, these, and then you have the people who don't know about finances who don't the the poor who don't yeah. know about investing in, in property and, and you're paying all this rent to someone else when you can right actually if you really learn you could probably pay a mortgage and learn about and and, and own your own home instead of right paying all this money to another to a our landlord to, to to
1: to make him with make him wealthy actually so it, right it, it's just a and, lot of things and and again it's if you're in that position no big deal like we've all been there like i've been there i've had a debt mountain and i remember like we call it debt mountain and we drew it like on went from like smalls we kind of follow i'm not you know we read a lot of books i got the bookshelf back there but um the books are like tools. I don't just read a book and I don't say like, this guy says this, I'm going to do this 100%. You know, maybe he said 10 things and I pick one or two things out of them and implement the things that are going to help me succeed in my life. So I say that as a preface before I start throwing names or, or, uh, things out, but you know, one, we follow that snowball method, uh, paying debt, the, we forget about interest or monthly payment and just look at the smallest. And we've, you know, kind of started working on that, and and we're hoping, kind of, by the as we've been able to create more income, we've been even smarter. Like, so we've created more income than ever before, and I just went and bought a three thousand dollar SUV that had a toad to my house, and I am a little savvy, so I'm able to do this. But most people know, but I for four hundred dollars in parts, me and one of my good buddies, we put the new front end on it, and here it's driving, and I got a couple. You know, it's it's got a couple other things, but rather than you know, $400 in parts to get it like back to new underneath there versus paying six, $700 a month car payment on a brand new SUV. Right. If you go buy, like think about buying like a suburban or Tahoe or something. <laughs> no, you know? dude, so,
0: listen, that's one of the things like my wife and, and my brother-in-law, like I said, we, they have a, we have a, a mechanic shop. He's making my brother-in-law's a mechanic. We, we, we go to yeah. like my car. I bought my Jeep at an auction. We got it. We repaired it and it runs perfect and i don't have a car payment yep i don't have yeah. a car payment and it's, I, awesome I, it's, it's, it's all wheel drive it's it works in the conditions that i live in i live in the mountains <laughs> in pennsylvania so
1: i saw it covered in snow yeah you covered in snow yeah, the so, other day
0: was he... so it's it's just it's just so i know i'm like people are like oh, i want to get the newest car no not me i'm good i'm happy yeah I, I like i don't like car payments i i will go to the auction if it's right. a little dent or something i will get it fixed and, and I have basically, I'll have me a almost a brand new car and yeah, I'm good.
1: Yeah. I mean, even if, you know, and so that's where, that's where, you know, you got to look at that stuff and, and that's what it takes, but it takes it now. Like I'm doing it at 33 and my goal is to reach people at 23 and get them before they make the same mistakes I made. You know what I mean? So that like I'm yeah, I'm ready to be like, man, I don't, ha- I I w- I don't want to have any debt. Like I wish I didn't ever build any debt. Um, so, you know, but even if you did like, it's all's not lost. It's not hopeless. You're not defeated. Like you, you might have to put some work in and, and, uh, the larger your family gets, the more challenging it gets, but you know what makes those challenges make it that much more rewarding once you,
0: you know, I, I mean, game I mean, success.
1: Like for me, I started in my late 30s to
0: the transition and you know, fixing my repairing my credit and, and repairing all stuff and learning about ownership and, and building the entrepreneur and all this stuff. But now I'm 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 improving. I'm I'm making sure my payments my my payments are on time. I'm clearing up whatever I have to clear up and, and building yep. myself back up. But it's yeah. me me doing that. Me learning about what I need to to repair and what I need to fix. And cause no one else, no one's going to help you do it. You have to really sit down. You do examine what you, what you have on your history, what you you have on your credit history and what's, what's, what scores are affecting you from getting, being able to get a mortgage or, or be able to get a loan to, to buy a property. So it's those, there's so many different things you, that people shouldn't really truly find out about their credit scores.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is, um, it's a complicated thing, but you know, the the more you do it, the more you get muscle memory, just like anything else. And so, I encourage it. Like you said, like when I read books, I get
0: little snips. I couldn't tell you a whole, uh, but there's certain things that he might, that person might said that resonates with me, and I'm like, okay, cool. I like, I like, what, I like that. I'll, I'll add that. I'll use that. So, yeah, you. It, it's not that every book you're not gonna enjoy every book. There's there's certain parts of books that you're gonna enjoy. You might enjoy. You might enjoy every book, but like the, there's certain parts. Every book has certain parts that fit me, and and I take those that I apply and and just it's like I said, I'm learning every day.
1: Yeah, and they're tools, right? So, like I said, um, when you are when you're working on your car, when you're putting a new front on end on your car, I've got a ton of tools out there. I use a, a good bit of them to do that, but I don't use all of them. And so the books are the same way They're The books are the knowledge, the tools, the ability to do it. And, you know, the more tools you have in your, in your toolbox, when a situation arises, the better off you're going to be. But, you know, you, you shouldn't feel like, you know, overwhelmed. Like I have to know everything before I can start, or I have to have everything perfect and in order before I can jump in. Like, I mean, start today, little things, you know, and you know, there's, there are There's challenges, but just like these platforms, like podcasts, there's, there's different podcasts and you do have to be, you need to like vet and you need to pay attention, like which, you know, the gurus are out there telling you, you know, and a lot of people get scammed by them too. Hey, pay me for this program. And we're going to like, like, watch out. Like you should, with taking advantage of everything we have, like Google, if I see like a company or an ad or somebody on youtube pushing something first thing to do is try to find some reviews let's read let's read the comments and there's a lot of haters in the comments but there's also people like you know who's who and you can read and be like okay you know somebody says hey like we purchased this product we really tried it but we felt like it it wasn't good and you see that over and over and over again and you're like you know what maybe maybe it's not all typed up to be Or something and be wise to that um google reviews uh facebook reviews now linkedin all the social media stuff um even youtube is like i think youtube is like the number two search engine behind google like people like instead of going to google and type in how do i do this people type in how do i do this in youtube for the video rather than the article you know so
0: well because well i mean me personally if i can see it i can it, I kind of learn. It's, it's kind of a way. I, it's easy probably for me to learn that way if I can see it, because then I can practice it and 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 see what. But yeah. it's, it's also good to to read certain things. It is it is it is something that especially when when it comes to like you being a car guy, right? You like working on cars and everything. Sometimes you you might want to Google something on. I mean, you want you on to YouTube something on on how to change like certain carburetor or yeah. something or it's it's just different things because yeah, exactly. my brother-in-law being like like i said my brother-in-law is a mechanic and there's sometimes when he can't remember something he will go youtube and that's the first thing He'll, like okay oh, that's like yeah that's, that's great how for that good.
1: and pick like watch like three of them ah oh, this guy seemed to do it the most efficient way the other guy you know what i mean and do it that way so um yeah i recommend that for sure we do that all the time <laughs> but nate, uh, nate i appreciate you being normal,
0: man um. So you only, you only have Instagram, right?
1: Uh, So uh, Instagram and Facebook, they're both at Nate Riggs official. Um, I'm not on Twitter. I mean, I've got one. I just don't use it. Um, Also, I've got a website. You can, you can go Nate Riggs com, and it'll take you to my website. That's where you can do all your home searching, create an account, all that kind of stuff. So super easy to get in touch with Instagram. I'll probably will respond to you like in a day, like, you know, I mean, like in that moment, if you message me, I use it just like texting. So
0: Awesome. I appreciate you being on, man. This is this was great. I, like I said, I, I, just, I just enjoy talking to people, so this is a great yeah. experience, and anytime anytime well, you want to come back on, it. man, I, I don't mind. I, I love talking to people all over again.
1: Yeah, well, we've got your, uh, you know, we've got our messages saved and stuff, so we'll get in touch for sure.
0: Definitely. Appreciate
1: definitely. it. All right, Nate, man. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, man.
0: All right, man. Once again, thanks to Nate Riggs for stopping by, and now it's time for shout-outs. Big shout out to my Real Wise family, King Sakes Poppy J, Brandy J. Big shout out to my homie Chrissy Richards from Cypher Knowledge with Chrissy. Big shout out to the boss lady Fina. I love you, baby. And as always, big, big shout out to all the essential workers. God bless you. Be safe. You know how I do it. Your boy Wise is out. Peace out. Thanks for listening.